With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Son. Well laid off, and Bupa makes a fine save, and it's guided in by Eric Lamella. Troy Parrott tonight on the first attempt, but Lamella was there to beat Buffon. Spurs have been the better team, and on the half hour, they lead Juventus by one goal to nil. Romelay's first touches are to win the ball in the Juve half, and what a pass for Lucas Moura. He's assisted the equaliser. Spurs are back level against Juventus. Great work by Ndombele, and Lucas Moura has stabbed it into the net. What an immediate impact from Spurs' record signing. There's an opportunity here. Kane, what has he done? Incredible! What a goal to win it! Szczesny's caught out, Harry Kane has scored the goal of this tournament, that is extraordinary, Tottenham Hotspur 3, Juventus 2. Joining me on this off the cuff edition of the last word on Spurs, delighted to be joined by Lee McQueen, Jeremy from the Daily Hotspur, how are you first McAneager? Hey, how you getting on boys, girls and all of the listeners, loving a special pod. Lee, I mean, this one really was last-minute plan, but we had to do something for the game, didn't we? It was incredible uh, friendly. We can't get carried away. Obviously, it was only a pre-season friendly, but what a game. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, uh, you know, like, like we just uh, sort of saying off air before, um, you know, yeah, we get carried away, Juve, this, that and the other. What, what you've got to understand, in this International Cup, Tottenham Hotspur got pedigree. We won it last year. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. do you know what I mean? I think we're going out for... It could be a double. could be a double. Who knows? So, you says, Lee, we can't defend trophies. Exactly. He says we can't win them. He says we can't defend them. Exactly. I'm in for that. <laughs> Jamie, how are you, my friend? You okay? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Very good. Yeah, I mean, very obviously a very uh, exciting game of football. Um, I was I was very impressed with how sharp we looked. Actually, I think that was something that really struck me. Um, we were pressing so well, so that was really great to see. Um, again, you know, we've got to be cautious. It is only a friendly, and um, I mean, I think we saw with Sari last year with the, with Chelsea, it kind of took time for them to adapt, and I guess that Juve kind of looked as though that's what they were doing this time. So, um, yeah, I'm not going to get carried away. But, yeah, it was a very entertaining game of football. 
Jamie, it's a it's a nice one, though, isn't it? Because it's Juve. Um, mm. You know, it's not as if they they went and played the, played oh. the kids, unlike us, of course, with Troy Power up front. But uh, you know, it's it's a nice one. You know, they've got, they've got the lit. I suppose he's still a kid, and he to be fair. And Ronaldo's playing. All the big guns are out there. Yeah. So you know, to get the result and in the manner exactly. that he did. It was fantastic. I mean, no, they, they put out a very strong side, didn't they? So that was um, it was certainly a great test for, for the team. And, um, I mean, it's just great that we can have these opportunities to play against these massive teams. I mean, it shows just how far we've come that we've beaten Juve and it's kind of nothing's been made of it. I mean, I remember, you know, a couple of years ago when, you know, playing in Milan even in a friendly was, was massive for me. So it just kind of shows you how far the club has come, really. Joss, a bit worrying. I say a bit worrying, Lee, but, I mean, Jamie picked up on it there that how fit we did look. I mean, we looked more sharper in this pre-season friendly than actually from the Champions League final. <laughs> yeah, the Champions League final. I still still don't think I'm over that, clearly. I don't think we ever will be, will we? But look, the reality of the situation is you've got to pick yourself up, dust yourself off and go again. Potticino looks fit. I mean, Kane looks very fit. Yeah. He looks strong, abs banging through his, uh, his his shirt the other day in that picture he said about I mean no, and again I just he, do, he just looks sharper and you know so, some of the uh, sort so of players that are getting in and around the squad uh, some of the youngsters uh, obviously I mentioned Troy Parrott there I'm sure we'll come on to him in a bit Rick but you know it's it's just it's just good all round and the support out there I mean Mrs Jace is out there as you know uh, Chris <laughs> Cowling's out there um, and the support has been absolutely phenomenal mm. and it just goes to show like what you just said there Jamie you know Spurs are not only just a, a, a club that are vying to get into the top four yep. top six or whatever we're actually dining at the top table now in every sense of the word the best stadium in the world mm. we've got one of the best strikers in the world we've got the best training facilities we're smashing transfer records our, our wages um, are, are seemingly going um, according to reports Rick as you like to say um, you know <laughs> we've, we've offered Christian Eriksen 200 grand a week now so the wage structure's going uh, through the roof you know we, we are dining at the top table and to be to be in this uh, international cup I know we've been in it a couple of years now but to be mm. even invited into this company is is fantastic thing yeah. and and then to go and get results like that against against the big boys is fantastic yeah well, should we get going? Because it was a, a crazy game. And just to kind of sum it up, Harry, Harry Kane scoring a last scarf 45-yard screamer from the halfway line to seal the win after Tunga Yondambele on his Spurs debut with an assist in just his fourth touch. It was mm. you know, epic. We saw you know Troy Parrott with a, a cameo in that first half where he was brilliant. I mean, let's go back to the team selection. Lee, we'll kick it off with you because we saw Alderville mm. start for Spurs as captain while there were also appearances for Paolo Gazzaniga in goal, Walker Peters, Georgiou. We saw a midfield with Winks, Skip, Lamella, Ali, Son and of course Parrot getting the opportunity to show Maurizio Pochettino what he's capable of in this Champions Cup. What did you make of the selection in when you saw it? We know it's only a pre-season friendly. Yeah, I think it's getting um, it's getting everybody in and around uh, the training sessions, pre-season, getting matches mm -hmm. in their legs, all of that sort of stuff. So you, you kind of start to get a bit of a shape of what Pochettino is going to do in uh, in the new season because let's be honest, right? The new season's only a couple of weeks away, isn't it? So I like the I like the selection. I like KWP. Um, we talked massively heavily this week on Love Sport Show, didn't we, Rick? About you know the right back berth and what's going to happen. And I thought KWP played well um, again today. So I like seeing that. Um, What's really interesting to me is obviously my, my man Macaniga, uh, Gazaniga in goal. I'm loving a bit of that. But I think what's really interesting is Toby. And I don't want to spend spend the mm. whole pod special talking about Toby, but to make him captain 
you know, he comes out, his PR, we've always said it, he's amazing. The interview after the game, he was absolutely exemplary, talking about his only focus on Spurs. Never, never, ever said a bad word about anything, like, unlike Danny Roses and even Christian Eriksons <laughs> and people pointing out to me on Twitter this week that Bale left in a, cl- in, a, in a dark cloud and we shouldn't have him back. And Toby's never done any of that. And now he's captain. You think, how is he going to be leaving in four days? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it don't add up, right? Jay, can we, can we read anything to what Lee's saying there? Does it mean anything being a captain in a pre-season friendly? What do you reckon? Yeah, I mean, I, I just find it odd because there was kind of this whole talk that maybe he'd fallen out with Pochettino and, and it just doesn't make sense that he'd make him captain. I think there were there are other candidates that perhaps could have had it. I think there was Gazaniga could have been one, Deli Ali could have been one. Uh, Harry so Winks could have been one. Harry, was Harry Winks as well. So there were certainly plenty of candidates on the pitch that could have had it ahead of him. So... I think it's certainly a good sign in, in terms of there only being four more days left of this £25 million release clause. Um, it, it's interesting, though, because I'm sure Spurs will want a definitive answer from, from Alderweireld. I don't think they'll want to let him go for free. I mean, look, for me, if it was if it was down to me, um, I'd, I'd rather we kept it and we'd rather we saved us, you know, we saved £25 million and, and kept him and, and let him go for free next summer. But... I can I can certainly see maybe Levy wanting to cash in, maybe Pochettino wanting to raise funds and, and maybe selling him, but it was a good sign. I think it definitely was a good sign that, that Alderweireld was made captain. He Jay, played well as well, didn't he? You shared it on your Twitter yeah. account as well, the fact that Alderweireld says he's only focused on yeah. being ready for the start of the new yeah. season after the game. I mean, as Lee said, he's saying all the right things from a PR perspective. And yeah. we see it on the Love Sports show. This guy, if he was to attack Tottenham, He'd be in the team on the every week. He's, a, he's a still a phenomenal defender, one of the best not in the Premier League, but yeah. in the whole of Europe as well. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, he was he was great today as well. He made a number of brilliant blocks. Um, certainly proved that he's right up there, and I think he's still got a couple more years left of him at the top. I think that partnership of Vertonghen and, and Alderweireld is such a massive massive factor for Spurs and. I mean, I know the fullback issue is kind of something that we've we've raised, and and to, but to have that partnership of those two in the middle, I think that that kind of whatever happens with the fullbacks, if you've got that partnership, then um, you know we're, we're certainly in good hands. We are indeed. Now, one man who put us ahead, Eric Lamella, deservedly, you have to say, in that first half, after some real intelligence shown by youngster Troy Parrott, and Lee will bring it to Troy Parrott now because. On that last sports show on Thursday, I keep saying it, you was one of the guys saying, clamouring, you know, give this guy the opportunity in this preseason. Let's see what he's capable of because we may just find ourselves the understudy to Harry Kane. I mean, he's been likened to the Irish, Robbie Keane. He's definitely got potential there, Lee. I thought he was excellent, to be honest. He wasn't phased. A big, big, I was saying to Jamie just before we started on the pod, you know, seemed like a really good atmosphere uh, in the ground. You know, there's lots of uh, the, fa- the, uh, the the fans over in, in uh, Southeast Asia are outstanding. Mm. So it's a big, it was a big thing. It weren't just like some meaninglessly friendly. I mean, he's 17 and a half or whatever he is or how many other days that Sky will end up putting on at some point, but 17 days and such and such. And you just look at him and people go, oh, you know, he's too big. He didn't look overawed. He didn't look too small. He looked he looked um, intelligent, strong, the bending run that he made. Um, he was unlucky. He, 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 he had a shot across goal. Obviously, let, let, let uh, Lamella tapped in in the end. 
I thought, I thought it was really good. And, and the point I was making on the show, and you're right to point it out, of course, Rick, you are right to point it out. I did say this on the show on Thursday. But the point being is that we've, we've been clamouring for a understudy for Kane for so long. And everybody's telling me last season that Fernando Llorente is a lamppost and he's rubbish and look at this and the Fulham and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, um, and, and we can't find anyone else and we've tried it with Janssen. Well, we've got mm. one of our own here coming through the ranks, 17 years old, you know, Wayne Rooney burst on the scene when he was 16. That, like I said on the show before, I don't want to put loads of pressure on, on, on mm. Troy, but the reality is that he's in and amongst it now. Why wouldn't you want to learn from the best striker in the world and be an understudy? Because he would sit on the bench and he would wait for his chance with, with it being um, under Kane uh, for his boyhood club. So I think he should he, he should be in and around. Let's see how this preseason goes, get some minutes under his belt and uh, see, see where we go from here. Do you guys agree? Yeah, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, Jay, you played a lovely one yeah. to him Son, you know, before yeah. the Irish forward, he moved with a shot, which Buffon was initially equal to, and then Lamella followed up on the rebound. What did you make of him, in your opinion, Jay? Yeah. You know, he's ready no, to I, I, push on? Yeah, no, I, I think the word that Lee used was intelligent. It was, um, he kind of um, held his run a bit for the goal, and, and, and that just was a show, real show of his intelligence. Um, so that was great to see. I think... He also, his pressing was fantastic. And I think mm. that's something the whole team really showed. For sure. Um, and, and look, this is, um, I think this is maybe an area of uh, Kane's game. I think Jason's mentioned this before, where, where Kane's probably going to have to rein this in now because of his uh, ankle issues. Um, so that's perhaps something that Kane's not going to be able to offer in terms of really pushing from the front. So, you know, maybe Parrott's going to be able to come in and offer you that different dynamic. So, yeah, it was... It, I, as I said, I don't want to get too carried away because I've seen Manchester United fans raving about Greenwood, uh, Arsenal fans going about Enkatia. So, you know, we can't get too carried away. The guy's 17 years old, but I think as Lee, again, bringing it back to Lee, what Lee said, um, you know, if you, you know, it doesn't matter your age, if you're good enough, then you're good enough. So there was certainly some very promising signs and, and hopefully he can um, uh, go again against Manchester United on Thursday. I think the point. The point. I think the point is. Sorry, sorry, Rick, but I think the point is on that as well. Is that we're not. We're not saying to him, right? Give him a first team berth right now. He starts against United. He starts the first game against Villa. Mm. He, he puts Kane on the bench. We're not saying that. What we're saying is, you're in the squad. You're not. Yeah. You're not. You're not going to be playing in the um, in the youth setup anymore. You're going to be around the first, a little bit like what Cape. KWP's done. Now, the, the great thing about Pochettino is we don't know what goes on in that man's great mind. Who knows? Who only knows? Maybe he knows, Jesus knows, and his wife knows, right? But the reality is that yeah. he, he was thinking for the future with KWP. Maybe it's this season now that is KWP's breakthrough season because last season he brought him into the team. Could have gone out alone, couldn't he? He could have gone yeah. out alone, but he didn't. And maybe he's going to do that with Troy Parrott this year. Yeah. I'm, what I'm saying is, why not? He's homegrown. He's one of our own. He's in, well, he's Irish, obviously, but you know, he's uh, he's from these shores. So, so at the end of the day, what? Why not? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The, the only thing I maybe would add to that is obviously, you know, getting game time really can help develop a player. And, and we mentioned KWP, um, kind of he stayed around the first team, but you know, he kind of feels as though he has stagnated a bit. That maybe he hasn't had that game time. I'm yeah, true. Sure with with Harry Kane, you know, all those loan spells and playing. You know, men's football really massively pushed on his game. So, so maybe that might be the the counter argument for having him sitting on the bench. But yeah, I think there's, there is a talented player in there. Do you agree with that? But we all know that Poch will give you for chance, yeah. and and actually he'd rather have them in and around a squad than actually farming them out. You know, if Poch was managing Harry Kane, we uh, earlier maybe Kane yeah. would have burst on the scene even earlier than what he actually did. 
Mm. No, yeah, that's a good point. I agree. I mean, I said it on Twitter earlier that for me, I would sooner rather give Troy Parrott the opportunity to compete with Harry Kane as our secondary striker rather than give Lorente another 12 months because Lorente's wage isn't going to be cheap. I'd sooner rather we maybe invest that money into another area of the squad like the fullback situation, which don't worry, Jace, we're not covering it today. We'll cover it on Thursday night's show. But, you know, I think we have to be smart. We have to be clever like Maurizio Pochettino says when we look at how we want to improve the squad. Now, one guy, it's a million dollar question. Lee, we saw him score. Is this finally going to be Eric Lamella's season? <laughs> oh, guys and girls, how many seasons have we said that? And the, the irony is um, with with Lamella is that I don't think you know when when you actually watch his social media posts and all that sort of stuff. I know you guys retweeted saying that when I was on the bus and he was filming KWP and Dele in the background. It's all coming from Lamella. I don't think anyone's don't like Lamella. I think this is part of the. The, the piece that Potticino was saying it's going to be a painful re- rebuild because we're going to have to say goodbye to people that we like. And you know, do you know what I mean? And it comes back to his, his footballing ability. And technically, we know he's good. Like we've seen him being yeah. good in training, the Rabona always comes back to that. But it comes back to his game time, his injury. Can he offer us X, Y? I mean, is Lamella actually going to play? 50 games in a season. I just can't see him doing that. I mean, it, it, people might be screaming and go, yeah, but no one plays that. Well, Christian Eriksen does. And everyone wants to sell him. Do you know what I mean? It's like he runs more than anyone else. He scores more goals than, uh, as a central midfielder, attacking midfielder, yeah. he, more assists, and he plays the most games as well. So, you know, Lamella, I just can't see Lamella doing that. I do like Lamella, but I think that if we are serious, and you boys are transfer uh, gurus, not me, <laughs> but if we are serious about getting Lo Celso, and yeah. we've got a, a 200 grand a week off on the table for Christian. I, c- I can't see where Lamella sits. We've got Mora looked absolutely mint as well today. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and I know they're, they're playing different positions, but all of a sudden we've got Son, Mora, Ericsson, Delhi, Lamella, you know, and Dumbele uh, as well. I think yeah. bowl accounts played from the, uh, as a left side of midfield. They've got Sissoko on the right side. I mean, it's like, something's got to give. So, I feel for the fella, but I, I'm not sure it's going to... I think it's time for him to move on, to be honest. Mm. It's funny, Lee. You say you're not a transfer guru, but they loved on last word on Spurs on the Thursday night your pronunciation of some of those players. Oh, mate, honestly, I was having an absolute shocker. <laughs> uh, I, still, I still am as well, to be fair. Like, some of these players, I, was, I just do it for a bit of fun as well. It's like, blimey. But, yeah, the, the, the point being on Lamello, I, I, what do you guys think? Wick, do you yeah. think that he's... Do you think he's going to come through this I mean, year? You know, I keep retweeting that quote about, you know, I will finally make the difference. I think even I've come to realise that I don't know if it's yeah. going to be at Tottenham. I'd love it to be. I mean, Jay, what do you reckon? Do you think there's yeah, any opportunity lo- that he could end up evolving into a, you know, a mm. great player, you know, a phenomenal, consistent player in a Tottenham shirt? Yeah, look, I mean, I, I hate to bring up his name, but look, Jack Wilshere kind of had all the talent in the world, but really his career was kind of just held back by injuries. And, and mm. I think Arsenal maybe held on to him for too long and waited, waited around for him and... I think you can still get decent money for Eric Lamella now. So perhaps it is, for me, it is certainly time that we cash in on him, especially if we're looking to bring in someone like Giovanni Lo Celso. Um, but look, I, with the issue with Lamella, I mean, he is he is a great player on his day. Um, but the, the, I think the matter, the, he, he is a squad player. And, um, and, and when he's not around, you know, then it's, it's pointless in being there. So uh, unfortunately, I do feel as though it is kind of time to, uh, to move him on. If you, if you think about Rick, if you, if you think about Lamella and, and the role that he's played, and Jace, to be fair, Jace, the Oracle, um, he always, he, he's brought this up a lot. So I'm just re, um, regurgitating what Jace says, you know, as a um, 
as a thing with Lamella is that he never really scored important goals. You think about Mora, right? He's come on, he scored two against Manchester yeah. United, he scored a hat trick against Huddersfield, he scored a hat trick in the Champions League semi final to, to, to get everyone knows the story against Ajax. They are un, but he scored against Barcelona to make it 1 1, you know, to get us through the, the, the group stages. Lamella, in his entire Spurs career, I can't think of a time where it's got to him and he's scored the, the winning goal that has made yeah. an absolute difference. He's, he's just never had, he's just never done it, has he? I mean, I might be I might be doing him a disservice, but I remember the bobble, for example, at Wembley when we had the NFL game against the Monday Night Football last season, Man City, we one nil down after six minutes, Mares, and then Lamella had a golden opportunity yeah. to at least salvage a draw and he didn't take it. And, you know, that's the difference between like a, a, a Moore and a Lamella, for example. Moore takes the chances We'll yeah. see what we will see towards the end of if he's here. If he is, we'll get behind him. Of course, he's a Spurs player. But of course, official. Yeah, definitely. In terms of that first half, Jay, coming over to you, decent first half performances for the Academy lads. The likes of, you know, Walker Peters, who you would argue now is more of a senior player, but uh, Tanganga, if I pronounce that right, yeah. Oliver Skip, and of course, like we said, Troy Parrott and Harry Winks. I mean, also, 45 yeah. minutes in the bank for those guys. Good first half. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think one player that really stood out for me and, and to be honest, throughout the whole match was Oliver Skip. He he really was very impressive. And as I said, I think the whole team looked sharp, but Oliver, Oliver Skip particularly was the guy that kind of stood out for me in, in the midfield. So, I mean, that'd be great if, if he's going to come through. I think it was, you know, we saw the, uh, saw the similar situation with uh, Winks a few years back. He kind of really stood out in, uh, in pre-season and then, and then came through and had a great Premier League year. Um, I know he kind of had that breakthrough year last year where he got a lot of minutes. So, I mean, it'd be great if we can have someone like Oliver Skip um, add into our mid- central midfield options. Um, but yeah, I thought he was really, really impressive today. So yeah, he's certainly one that I'll be looking out for. He ended he ended Sissoko's career, didn't he, in, in training midweek? <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, was, it, was it Sissoko or Ndombele? Have we actually clarified who that was? Sissoko. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think a lot of people said on Twitter it was Sissoko, but whoever it was, he ended his career. I mean, you got <laughs> you got Skip ending careers, Kane ending careers. I mean, what are these Spurs players doing? Running in pre-season at the moment. Wait till, wait till the official season starts. Lucas Moura, you know, Lee, it looked like an absolute assault in the penalty area. How did we not get a penalty in that Juventus box? So he was chopped down, wasn't he? Well, they're obviously not using VAR right? in, uh, in these pre-season friendlies <laughs> oh, no. or, whatever uh, or whatever they're doing. Because I, I, I mean, he was scythed down. It's like it was like you know he had the big side gone. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was def- definitely a penalty. I thought the finish um, for his for his uh, for our second goal for his first goal was outstanding. Uh, the ball that I think you mentioned through from uh, from Tungai was absolutely superb. Uh, I think it was only his fourth touch or whatever to get through to more, and the finish was brilliant. He just looked mega sharp. And, yeah. uh, you know, this is the first pre-season game. And uh, they looked... Um, look, maybe Juventus are just not sharp. And, and we and we were. I don't know. But we they we looked sharp. Did you not think, Jane? No, absolutely. After, Lucas was, uh, as long with Skip, I think he was the guy that also really stood out. I, I so use the word sharp. He was he was fantastic. And, um, yeah, I mean, he looked as though he had, you know, he, he hadn't had all that time off of... Um, you know, potentially getting rusty. So, yeah, a guy that was was brilliant. You know, you know, like sometimes um, people always say, like the greatest players um, always say that the other strikers they're alive. You know, they're alive to a certain situation. It's yeah. that that third guy. I know we we'll come on to it, Rick, so, uh, on the thing, but. You know, the pressing, Jamie, that you mentioned about the whole team today, that is exactly what we were doing so mm-hmm. well when we finished second. Um, 
in Chelsea and, and you know when we've got all of our players all firing and uh, yeah. uh, and Moore was just alive to that situation he pressed I think it was Adrian Rabot. I've probably got that wrong but um, you know with that geezer that yes. YouTube badly wanted us and you know he said that he was too good for us or something and then uh, Moore has just shown him how, how it's done in, in a, in a, mm. a, admittedly a pre-season friendly but you know ultimately he was a good pressing down he won the ball back yeah. Um, and that, that just, for me, summed up more as game today. It was high press, yeah. really alive and a brilliant finish. I think one thing to point out, it kind of looks as though maybe we're, we're kind of moving towards a four-four-two diamond. It looked as though kind of Lucas was, was playing alongside Kane. So I think that's something that, that, was, uh, that was quite interesting to take from the game, that maybe we're, we're looking to change formation. So, yeah, I think that Lucas maybe perhaps is going to be used as, as a guy alongside Kane next year. Lee, you keep mentioning the fact about the sharpness and Jay also you agree with it. Do you think, is it a case of bringing in someone like Nundumbele, a player there that we know has got you know, an abundance of ability, he's played at you know the top level Champions League football, does that naturally give a squad a lift when you bring in a player of such higher calibre and we hope you know we're going to carry on doing that throughout this window, fingers crossed? Well, I think, I think, yeah, I think it does and, and actually I might have to eat a little bit of humble pie. I mean, when we didn't make any signings, for 517 days. The pre- previously, last summer, when you guys were telling me, I think, Jamie, you were definitely saying this about, um, you know, sometimes bringing somebody into squad freshens it up, even though, do you know what I mean? And, and we haven't had that. And I, and I think you're right, Rick. I think it has done that, for sure. I think the other thing as well, do not underestimate the power of the Champions League final. Like, this is the pinnacle of most players' club careers, right? It is the pinnacle to, to lift that trophy. And the majority of them Spurs players will be hurting. I say the majority because some of them probably just don't care or, or whatever, and they're, they'll be out the door. Um, you can uh, you can think, you can make your own minds up what I'm talking about there. But the, but the, but the point is, the majority of the squad, majority of the players are hurting and they want to put that right. And that's one of the reasons, probably one of the main reasons that Tungai actually even signed in the first place. So the Champions League final, and I've said it loads of times, I use the same words again, it is a game changer. And mm. we, we, will never be the, we will never be the same as what we were before because of that event. Yeah. Now, now, if we don't go and push on, that's a different matter. But as it stands right now, we are pushing on. We are breaking breaking the bank. We are getting the signs in. We are, um, you know, at the top table, as I said right at the beginning of the pod. So it is a game changer, lads, I think. So it's all Higuain scorers you've got through the middle and fired it under Gazaniga and then Ronaldo subsequently scored as his shot deflected off a Spurs body to put Juve 2-1 up and then Lee you've already spoke about it Tungai Undembele's first involvement is to slide a ball into a dangerous area within the Juventus box and Morris there to stab it home to make it 2-2 and I think we recorded it Lee is Tungai's fourth touch of the game not amazing. a bad impact amazing. was it? Not a bad impact at all. I mean, just just quickly going back, you know, to 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 lose two goals in four minutes against Juve, done that before, haven't we, guys? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you know, and and, and it was a little bit like that when it was a bit like, you know, what's the the hand over your face emoji thinking? Oh, here we go again. <laughs> And, and, and maybe, maybe it is a lack of concentration sometimes with Spurs. Um, you know, it was a good cutback, to be fair, for their second goal when Ronaldo scored. But like you say, it hit a Spurs body and a deflection, whatever. So it's a difficult one. But to, to, again, the character to get back into the, the game, keep pressing, attacking um, and playing well, like I think we did today, and to get back into the game relatively quickly, I think within, within five minutes or whatever, to go 2-2, I thought was showed a brilliant effort and brilliant character. Yeah. Jay, I mean, he's only on the field for a matter of seconds in Dumbele. Could he have done anything more to, um, you know, to announce yeah. himself on the scene here at Tottenham? 
No, he was he was brilliant, and um, I think he kind of showed that he's an all-round player. You know, he was, he was getting forward. I think a lot of people were kind of expecting Dombele to be a more of a defensive player, mm. um, and that's certainly not true. I think he's a guy that's just as good as going forward as, as he is um, defensively. So, I think he really showed that he was a complete player. He was always looking to get forward. Um, so yeah, I mean, he is certainly a guy that's that's going to come in and hopefully replace Moussa Dembele. But I mean. I think a lot of people always said, you know, they always wanted Moussa Dembele to be to be coached by by Pochettino at a younger age. Well, I think we're certainly going to have a good chance of that with with Ndombele. Um And at 22, I mean, yeah, just he looked great today. Um, and yeah, I mean, obviously that's his first game of pre-season. Obviously, he's not quite had a guy that's had the Poch treatment. So um, I think that over time, he's he's just going to keep getting better. So yeah, a great start from him. He's got more more assists than uh, than uh, Musa now, hasn't he? More more assists than Dembele <laughs> in like about three seasons. I mean, well, I, I absolutely I absolutely love Musa Dembele. You know, yeah, I do, yeah, guys, and everyone else. I absolutely love the guy. But if there was one massive criticism of his game, mm. it was that he needed to probably be an extra, you know, a third or an extra up. quarter. Of a, yeah, but uh, yeah, port, uh, further up the pitch. And, yeah. and the reality is that uh, uh, Tungi comes in, boom, straight in. He's got, yeah. got an assist within four touches yeah. and he's like, I'm a number eight. I yeah. think that's what he is. He's, he's a genuine box-to-box, isn't he? He's, you know, that, that energy and that power and that, you know, dare I say, you mentioned mm. in uh, ex-Arsenal players, Patrick Vieira type person that, mm. you know, will, will, will run games. You know, I know Patrick Vieira was a little bit, or, you know, Patrick Vieira and Emmanuel Petit for Arsenal, growing up, you know, when, when I did and when they were winning trophies, it just makes you mm. feel sick, doesn't it? But, but if you look at the pivot and way they both work together in central midfield, they were fantastic. And actually, yeah. if we can get that power and pace and guile within our, within our yeah. central midfield, I, I think we're going to have a good chance. Mm. I think that's the other thing a lot of people said about Dembele was kind of his, his end product. And um, I think if you look at the the assist, it's really an intelligent pass where he cuts it through a couple of players, um, kind of picks out more uh, on the run. So, yeah, and he, and he made another a couple of other really intelligent passes. So, um, yeah, that was really great to see. I'm not committing to our listeners. That's the last time you hear any more Arsenal players on this next hour. <laughs> and also... Um, we have to ask, have we actually nailed the pronunciation now of Tungi's name? Are we confident we've got this now, lads? Because we've got another at least 12 months, hopefully many, many years of saying his name. Are we well, confident I, we've got this, Lee? I take the wonderful um, Alistair Gold. Gold. <laughs> yeah, yeah Alistair Gold's uh, pronunciations. And I think we all watched it and he spelt it out. Um, and also, I think Jay also, um, uh, one of the uh, friend of the show and one of our followers and stuff like that as well, also kind of spelled it out. And it was Tongi. Tongi. I yeah. think it's Tongi. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, the, the Undumbele or Dumbele or, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, you know, I'm just going to call him Tungi. Right, at the end of the day, just call him Tungi. Right, right. so I there's no excuses now right. because we've... I, I'm not sure. Really I mean, I'm the worst person to ask. <laughs> Did you not hear me? I'm the last in the week. But now we've clarified no, it, you know, we're free to get butchered now. If we don't Tunga Ndombele, right, I think. Tunga, Tungi. I think it's Belly. I think it's Ndombele. Oh, blimey. All I, I tell you what, I tell you what I'm going to do. I tell you what I'm going to do when uh, when when I'm back in LA, and all I'm going to be singing is Oh, Tunga Ndombele. Just we did it really quick, and you know, no one noticed any different. Love it. Well, listen, I hope we'll be talking about him a lot more in the upcoming season. So we saw Spurs then go ahead. You know, in incredible scenes in that last second. An incredible goal from Harry Kane to win it in stoppage time. He beat humiliated ex-Arsenal goalkeeper Chesney from just past the halfway line. And if we're talking about Oliver Skip ending careers, Lee, surely he's at the end after that goal, wasn't it? 
You've, you've just mentioned another Arsenal player. Well, I can help, help it there. This up. That was in context. <laughs> that was in context. Um, no, look, let's, let's talk about him when we're ending their careers, for sure. And uh, Harry Kane did just that. I mean, we mentioned it earlier, didn't we? Like, looking sharp and being alive. And Lucas Moore, and he got to the ball um, and get, uh, got his foot in. And the ball broke to Kane. He, he, I don't even think Kane looked uh, no. up. He didn't need to. He knew exactly what he was going to do. Um, and I remember, I think it might have been Teddy Sheringham, uh, an interview years and years ago. And he always used to say that he kind of knew what was going to happen in his mind before it happened. And that was a classic example of that with Kane today. He just knew what to do. And what a ping. And it reminded me of, of uh, or just, yeah, just reminded me of, you know, remember that ping that he did to Deli Alley against Swansea yes, a couple of seasons yes. ago when he was raining and all that. And it was an amazing assist. It just reminded me, he has that in his locker. Yeah. So when people turn around and say, oh, Kane and this, that and other, he is not just, I mean, he's a great goal scorer, an amazing goal scorer, but he isn't just that as well. And he could, and look, look, don't get me, don't get me, daft on this a bit but he could play a number 10 for us much yeah. as, as as much as he can he can play a number nine um and i do think he's the best number nine in the world by the way but you know, you know all this talk about ericsson is he saying is he going who else we're going to get involved with no one ever talked about kane dropping as a number 10 he's passing and, 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 and playing that role he's he is outrageous it he's is outrageous incredible. but i think you only see that as a spurs fan i think outside of us spurs fans he mm. doesn't get anywhere near you know, the recognition he should get. Shouldn't he, Jay, feel the way he does spray that ball across effortlessly? We've seen over the last couple of seasons, exactly. he's definitely improved in that area. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think he even himself kind of compared that shot to likes of Rooney and Beckham. And, you know, th- those were like, those were class. They knew exactly what they were doing. Um, they could execute it. Um, and, and you'd sort of put them in that similar sort of bracket. So, I mean, it was a class goal. I mean, he obviously, you know, he, he didn't even look... When he's gone to walk onto the ball, he's not even looked at the goal. He just, you know, he's already spotted that the keeper's out. He knows exactly how hard to hit it and, and whatever. And, and yeah, brilliant. I think he um, he missed a number of chances when he came on. That was, he did, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, you know, again, it's pre-season, so it's not worth, you know, getting worried about. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, I kind of just dispelled any, any worries that I had because it was just, it was class. The irony, with, yeah, like, he was close. The irony is with Kane is that apparently the bench was screaming at Huminson in the first half to shoot from the halfway line. So it does seem that apparently the the bench at least kind of already had an intuition that oh, he may be off his line. And obviously Kane was encouraged to do that. And he's already described it, even though it was a pre-season friendly league. He's already said for him, that's one of the best goals of his career. And he would love now to replicate the same in a Premier League or Champions League match. Yeah, because it was the manner of what, you know, think about what that was like. You know, we, we fought back to get a 2-2 in which everybody was kind of like, yeah, you know, that's a good result. Juve, they've got all the, the, the big boys out, etc. And then so to, to score a winner, um, you know, in the in a couple of minutes before an injury time, for example, is, is good in itself. Then to do it in the manner of what he did and to ruin uh, Chesney's uh, career. Um, as well in the manner of doing all that I think it was just outstanding it was a brilliant brilliant effort and I think that the, the, the thing is with Kane just going back to a point you made Jamie before about not getting the recognition from other from other fans when he plays in an England shirt when we destroyed Spain in the nation's uh, cup of league of league nation whatever it's called <laughs> when we destroyed Spain a couple of months back right he didn't score that day but his play as a number 10 because he weren't playing number 10 but he kept dropping deeper um, if you remember, Rashford scored, uh, ruined them. Sterling got a couple. 
he was absolutely outstanding and none of them goals happened without Harry Kane's involvement and what he did beforehand and that's the thing that we got with Kane and we're not just losing goals when we when we lose Harry Kane from the side we're losing all of that other stuff and to put the cherry on the top of the cake as well is he's the guy that comes in and fires everyone up as well like the, the, the guy just bleeds Tottenham Hotspur mm-hmm. and he comes in at the halftime team talk or whatever Ajax I, I, I and you know the stories that you hear after that that he was the one that kind of done the team talk and fired everybody up and uh, you know to, to get that reaction and that's what he brings he's, he, he is genuinely captain material and he's, a, and he's one of our own as well and I absolutely love the guy so fair play to him mm. What we've got to mention also just back to Lucas Moura for a second he scored within two minutes of Matthias to let enter in the pitch to make his Juve debut <laughs> I mean this guy must hate seeing Spurs at the moment after a summer off he's able to witness him again Jay yeah no it's more I mean very impressive and I think obviously he had you know slow start at Spurs but I mean towards the end of last season he kind of really picked it up didn't he I mean he had fantastic performance against Huddersfield and uh and, and of course Ajax so yeah some really promising signs from him and um I mean, I'm sure we all feel very sorry for him that he, you know, he didn't get to start in the Champions League final. But I think if you look at it, um, Ericsson, Delhi, and, and Son and Kane, that's kind of that front four is, I think, it's the right decision to kind of go with that at the time because that, you know, on paper that's our best, you know, our best attack. But I mean, Lucas Moura seems to be really massively stepping up now for Spurs, and and I think he's certainly pushing on the door of of maybe replacing one of them in the lineup. Mm. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with that so, um, for sure. And the, the other thing as well, so we use this word a lot. Um, you know, when we talk, is is confidence. You know, to get mm. against, um, to get a couple against Man United early in the season. Of course, that that settles everybody's nerves down, and he's going to start and play and play well. He scored an absolute screamer against Fulham um, uh, earlier in that season as well. Um, when I think we mm. beat him three one. Uh, by the way, Trip scored a free kick that day. Just letting everybody know that. Um, uh, and uh, and also uh, the, the hatchery against Huddersfield. I mean, I, I was there at the lane. It was absolutely fantastic. The way he hit the ball, his striking ability is amazing. And to do what he did in Ajax um, was just off the chart. So he's coming into the season now on top of the world. He's absolutely loving it. We remember the scenes that he had on the pitch. At White Hart Lane yeah. with his, his son, yeah. when he come on and he played with his son on the pitch and he scored, you know, after the Huddersfield game, he's he's very much settled in yeah. as, as, a, as a Tottenham Hotspur oh, yeah, uh, player. I, I totally agree with that. It feels as though he really is now settled. I mean, you mentioned the moment against Huddersfield, it was just kind of a special connection with, with the Spurs fans and then I think it was the Everton game when his name got announced after he scored the hat-trick and sent us to the mm. Champions League final. It was like a massive cheer and... And I think now that now that he's done that moment, Spurs fans start to realise that what he's totally about. I mean, you know, there's nothing really much bigger than scoring a hat trick in, in his Champions League semi final. So, you know, Spurs fans are totally they're totally behind him now. So that's going to give him confidence. And I think that as we've mentioned, his confidence is just seems to be through the roof now. So for both of you, then Mora, one of the first names on the team sheet for you in the upcoming season. I no, think it'd be hard. Yeah, it's hard <laughs> not. To, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think seriously that it's, it would be harsh. You got it's harsh to leave him out now. Um, and as I said, I think that they're going to sort of play a different role now in terms of. Uh, I think there will be a four-four-two diamond, and, and maybe it'll be um, at Lucas alongside Kane or, or Son alongside Kane. So, yeah, I mean, it's 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 nice to have that kind of uh, that worry of, of who's going to be playing. So, especially after last season's issues. 
I think I think the thing is with Moore now. I, I'll answer the question directly in a minute if I can, because I don't actually know the answer. But I think the thing is with Moore now is that we would have put them front four, um, as you just mentioned before, and I still thought last year they were they were the best front four in the Premier League. In my, still, in my humble opinion, um, <laughs> as in Kane, Ali, Ericsson and uh, and Son, and with Moore as a backup, and we'd almost go, yeah, Moore is a bit of a backup. He's mm. now not. He's now yeah. he's now a first team player. But but might be unlucky if he doesn't start or or, or or what? Do you know what I mean? So people saying, "Oh, we haven't got strength in depth." Now, hang a minute. If you've got Son or Moore on yeah. the bench, that is strength in depth on, yeah. on the bench. If, if if that tries to make sense, I actually coming back to your question, Rick. I, I mean, I'll, I'll throw it back to you, Rick. What is the starting eleven going to be, regardless of oh. any other transfers? Just say that I know it pains you two to think like this, right? Mm. That we're going to get. There's no more transfers. But <laughs> say there's no more transfers. What, what is he going to start with? Like if if we if we had the squad now for mm. for the Villa game, who does he start with? Because I, mm. I do think that he has to change the formation. They don't have to do what he wants, Pochino. But will he change the formation? I do think that he might play more off of Kane. It could do. I mean, the the fact of the matter is, you know, we're we're lucky that at the moment midfield wise, you know, if you think about Ericsson and Dembele, mm. Son. I mean, yeah. there's, there's some great options there in the middle. Ericsson, we don't know what's Ali. happening. Ali, there. I mean, he's got a great array of options in midfield. But I think the problem with Tottenham is that we're not going to really know Lee where we're going to line up until we know the future of mm. Ericsson. And I would love to see him, obviously. No, but just say, just say for example, say he stays. Just yeah. humour me for, for for one minute. Oh, right? yeah, say yeah. he stays. Yeah. Let's ha- have a look at this. Well, I'm just going to name this out for all of for all the listeners that are saying that we don't have strength in depth, right? Harry Kane, this is, I'm just talking about attacking players or, or front, kind of the front end of the pitch. Harry Kane, Lucas Moura, uh, Belly Alley, Eriksson, Son, Lamella, Ndombele, or Tungai. <laughs> seven players, have I missed anyone out here? We've got Troy Parrott as an understudy. You know, there's, there's seven or eight players there, you're thinking, that are, that are basically going after what? Four, four or five play- positions? Yeah. Do, yeah. do you get what I mean? Like, actually, no, and then we're talking about Giovanni Lo Celso coming in. If Ericsson does stay as well, I mean, generally, have we got, we have to ship out a Lamella, I think, for Lo Celso. Yeah. What we're basically so. saying is yeah, you your number so. 10 spot is your Ericsson, yeah? And then you've got your um, Giovanni Lo Celso, your Lamella, your Deli Alley that are kind of in that kind of number 10 mould type yeah. thing. But maybe you don't think that of Deli Alley. But I, I mean, I, I think Deli Alley. The best season he had was his one of his breakthrough seasons against Leicester, yes. to be fair. Um, some of the stats are ridiculous. 58 goals and 46 assists or something. Mental, more than Lampard, more than Gerrard at that age. If we can get Deli playing in his exact right yeah. position, I, I think he could be absolutely world-class again. Can I throw you lads another? Think... Can I throw you lads another, another thing into the chain here? Now, I know you said, Lee, no more signings, but Maurizio Pochettino, after the game, did come out and give us an update on... Gareth Bale and where Spurs see the potential, the potential of a move for him. And, you know, we'll read out his quotes here because news travels fast. By the time this podcast goes out, you know, Gareth may already tied up a move elsewhere. But he said, I saw He's probably going to China by now, mate. (laughs) That's it. He said, I saw in the media, but I do not know which club is going to sign him. I do not know if it's us or another club. It is a job of my chairman to build the best possible club. Now, when you hear that, that's in no way of a rejection of Gareth Bale. Jay, what do you make when you do hear those words mm. from Maurizio? Is he inclined that yeah. he'd like Spurs to go for him? He's certainly not shutting it down, is he? Well, yes, because a lot of the time with these rumours, he does seem to shut it down. Now, there has been a bit of you know, talk of we are that we are interested. 
Um, now, in my opinion, for me, Gareth Bale bringing him back just doesn't make too much sense because like, I think he's 30. I think he's got a very poor injury record. You know, wages, you're going to have to massively smash the, the, the structure to get him in. So, for me, sense-wise, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't make too much of it. Um, and, and for me, you know, Spurs are trying to build a team here. And I think with, with Gareth Bale, he's not, he's not quite... I think Giovanni Lo Celso is kind of a building block. Uh, Tango and Dombele is a building block into that team. And you're kind of placing those blocks in place. Um, and, and for me, Gareth Bale isn't quite the, the mould in terms of age, uh, contract situation... Uh, sorry, um, you know, his, his wages. So... As much as I'd love him back, and I think he'd be a brilliant player for us, I just think we're, we're trying to build a team here, um, and, and Gareth Bell probably doesn't quite fit into to what we're doing. Before Lee comes in, because I know Lee's going to want the last sign, so I'm going to let, let Lee have as much time as he wants on this, but I have to say, Jamie, that, listen, I think with Gareth Bell, that he'd be coming back to Tottenham as a mm. different player than when we let him go. He's a, he's a winner. He knows how to win. I think mm. you have to accept the fact that you know he's not going to be able to have the same wages as what he would yeah. have at Madrid. I think there's a deal to be done there, you know, Daniel Levy wise, because Madrid are <laughs> desperate to get rid of him. They're desperate, and the player what he yeah. would have if he came back to Spurs, he would be adored by the supporters. Yeah. I mean, he's going from a fan base there that, despite all he's done, all those trophies, they haven't even got the respect for him, and nor is the manager. Whereas yeah. at Tottenham, if he came through the door, despite not winning a single trophy, the Garby worship the minute he puts on that shirt to run out for a pre-season yeah. friendly. I think if it could be done, wages-wise, if it's viable, where Spurs would pay a percentage and Madrid would accept that, I, I honestly think it would be a statement of intent for the football club to bring that kind of player back because I still mm. believe if you've got a great player, again, like with Rundumbele, it boosts the whole team and it takes Tottenham to a different level where they're not only top four contenders, I generally believe it pushes us on to yeah. genuinely challenging for the Premier League. And Leo, I don't know if you agree with me, what do you think? Well, look, I mean, it, I respect everybody's opinions, but you're wrong. <laughs> no, no, I, don't, no, I respect people's opinions. I, I saw somebody tweet back, or I tweeted about Gareth Bale coming back earlier, saying you're not a true Spurs fan if you wouldn't want to see this guy back in a Spurs shirt. And and it was off the back of what you tweeted, Rick, which was a, a showreel of him being in a Spurs shirt, which was outstanding showreel. The, the great thing about it is that the showreel that no one saw of him being in a Madrid shirt is even better. It, <laughs> it. He's actually got better since he left Spurs he's an utter winner an utter game changer and, and here's the thing this is what I would liken it to when when Sir Alex Ferguson built his team and I think Sir Alex Ferguson just for the record I think Sir Alex Ferguson is the greatest manager that's ever lived that's what I generally think right when he builds his teams and rebuilds his teams and brings in people in one he was never afraid of getting rid of a bad apple in the car, never afraid of it. He would get rid of it, nip it in the bud and make that happen. Or, or a star that was maybe on their decline, he would get them out. He was also never afraid of bringing in an older generation player um, to, 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 uh, to maybe support in the class of 92 and everything they won. He would always, he was always put in a, a, an older type player. Look at Sheringham. He, he took Sheringham from, from, from us. They go and win the, the, the they go and win the treble. He took um, Van Persie. So I keep uh, Arsenal, oh, oh, ex-Arsenal. <laughs> he took Van Persie. He took Van Persie 
do four miles or 25 minutes, they win and won the title because he knew, like, yes, it was a bit of a risk and yes, it might have upset, you know, the lovely balance. But he knew that by bringing in a Van Persie at that point or by bringing in these, these particular players at that point, it would take them to win a trophy or to win and get over the line. And, and he built, sometimes he built teams, not with fantastic defences. He won titles when he had people in, you know, with, with respect, like Ashley Young still playing as a left back when he shouldn't have been even playing inside. And he was still winning titles without going up against Man City with all that money. The point I'm making, and that's a spot, uh, Spurs pod, don't get me wrong, people. The point I'm making is, that is the issue. This is the bit of the risk now. Okay, forget sell-on value. You're having a laugh. People tweeting me. There's no sell-on value. What do you care? The goal wouldn't do the league. Fan. The goal wouldn't do the league. What are you talking about? It might win you the Premier League. It's regardless. What I'm saying is, Jamie, 95% of what you've just said, I totally agree with. You know, building for the future, the the uh, the Tung guys, the Harry Winks, the young players. But sprinkle a bit of superstar mm. stardust. Star. You can't Star find, time. unless you're the lit or Pogba, you can't find a 20-year-old or 22-year-old that has won five Champions Leagues. You can't, you can't do it. You have yeah. to have experience in order to... Um, yeah. uh, so you have to be older in order to have that experience. With Gareth Bale, he is the person. I can't think of a more perfect signing from a winner mentality, genuine world-class player to come in and bolster what we've got going on at Spurs with the new stadium. With I couldn't think. And, and bear in mind, Bale played with the likes of Kane and what was in and around the squad with each other. Do you know what I mean? Luis, you know, uh, Vatonga, exactly. So they've got some stuff going on. And look, people point out to me on Twitter, I'll never forget, he didn't turn up for training because he wanted a Madrid move. He was playing under AVB. Like, even people weren't turning up to go and watch the game <laughs> because we had AVB. Yeah. Do, you, do, do you blame the guy for leaving? And look what he's gone on and won. We're a different Tottenham now, I get that, and he's a different bail. But I still think it could work. And the last thing I would say on this, because obviously I'm passionate with and we'll probably cut some of this out, Rick, to be fair. But Not last a chance. Thing I, is, I, I, I absolutely know for a fact, and, and I know Jonathan Barnett's come out and this, that and the other, and said it's not going to happen, this, that, but I absolutely know for a fact, in the know, I know for a fact that Jonathan Barnett or Stella Group, whichever way you want to look at it, has a box, a corporate box at White Hart Lane. I also know that Jonathan Barnett's not a Tottenham fan, but, uh, to, to be fair, but I do know for a fact that he's got a corporate box at Spurs. Now, that could be just because, you know, of his stellar group and shouldn't look into uh, too, too much into that, but he did get one at White Arlene because he knows and his, his, his company knows that, that White Arlene is one of the best stadiums in the world. It was going to be one of the best stadiums in the world and he, he represents Gareth Bale. He put all of that stuff together. The key thing for me is, as a mm. fan, as a passionate fan, I don't care about his wages. If, if I'm thinking about it from a business perspective or from a breaking up, of course I care about his wages. I don't think it will happen. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think it will happen because of that. I think he's probably on the plane to China now, and it's that's not. That's not. He's probably going to Asia right now, and that's not to join up with a pre-season tour uh, that we're currently doing. It's probably to go and sh- sign for Rafa Benitez. But but the point is that. I can't, I can't get it's just, I, I can't get it in my head that people would say I don't think we should sign Bale. Like what? Not just that, this Lee, but guy can we just also bear in mind? Amazing. You look back at the past signings, you know, of players that could have upset the apple cart. Ardiles and Villa, Edgar Davids, Van yeah. der We're talking about players that actually evolved Spurs and took them on to the next level. Gareth Bale Lor- coming back 
Even Lorenta, I think you know he he was a you know World Cup winner, uh, played with Juventus and, and other big clubs. So he kind of brought that experience, and it, it really showed at different stages that how his experience kind of got us over the line. So look, as much as I, I I just said, look, I don't think it makes sense to bring him back. I'd absolutely love him. I would love him back because I do think that he is still a class player. Um, I just feel as though maybe for what we're building, but whatever. I do think that he would be. The perfect, the perfect guy. If you want to go for experience, um, then getting Gareth Bell back, the guy, because he's got such a great connection with the fans. Um, and I just think, yeah, it would be, it would be a great move if we can pull it off. And look, if Pochettino wants it to happen, then, then I'm more than happy for it to take place. Is that a back the manager? Is that is that a back the manager? Yeah, look, we we were just we were just saying about where does you know Lo Celso fit in or whatever. I mean, if you could put Gareth Bale back, I mean, look, there is a nostalgia. There is people on Twitter right now pointing out to the fact that things have changed and get over it and this that, and the other. And I get all of that and I respect their opinion on that. But just look, at, forget if Gareth Bale hadn't played for us or whatever, forget that. But just isolate the player. He is he is scored. 100 and whatever it was, the stats, 102 goals, 65 assists in 213 appearances Mm. and won 14 trophies. Now, no one can sit there and tell me that we couldn't enhance or use that to be a better first 11 and go on to the next level. You can't, you know, that is the sort of signing that the big clubs, the elite clubs make to get them to win stuff. And we're banging on about Virgil van Dijk at Liverpool. And do you know what? Fair play to Klopp, fair fair play to Liverpool. They beat us in the final, regardless of what we all think. They they took the trophy, we didn't. We we dust ourselves off. But but Virgil van Dijk was an absolute beast of a signing. Alisson, absolute game-changing difference. This is what Bauer would be for us. You have mm. to look at it in that way. It would be, you know, and people aren't going to leave. You know, the, the question would be, where, where does everyone fit in? I can't see us signing a Celso, Bale and keeping Christian Eriksen. I just, I can't see that happening. <laughs> well, listen, who cares? If it could happen, make it happen. It's been a pleasure, guys, doing this bonus. We're back on Thursday night for the Love Sport edition. Lee, thank you. It was last minute, but it was worth it, wasn't it, Lee? It was lovely, and thanks so much for letting my passionate rant on Bale again. But look, the point <laughs> being is that I think whatever happens, I, I personally I don't think Bale will, will come, but I think whatever happens, we're, we're going to be in a very, very strong position again next year. And it was lovely just to have football again on, wasn't it? Yeah, absolutely Amen. love it. Amen. And Jane, yeah. thank you ever so much for coming back on, and obviously you'll be with us very soon as well. No, pleasure. I mean, it was obviously 50 days on from the Champions League final. I think beating Juventus was, uh, yeah, certainly lifting my mood. It lifted us all of our moves. Guys, remember to tune into Thursday's show on Love Sport. We're going to be on there. It's two hours of Spurs coming on your way. So it'll be between the hours of 7pm to 9pm in the UK. Make sure you tune in. Hope you enjoy the pod. And as always, come on you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky. Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.